morning, everybody. Um, it's really nice to see so many on again today. And uh, we thank God for the time that we can come and worship and, and praise the Lord. And, and we are just so grateful um, in all that's doing. Before I speak this morning, um, God woke me with a really heavy heart um, for a warning this morning. And that warning is that if you belong or have anything to do with Freemasonry, you must stop. You must stop. It is not from God. It is demonic and it's satanic. You are, if you are part of the Freemasonry and you are wondering why God is not answering your prayers, let me tell you that belonging to something like that will block your prayers and today God is saying repent from that move away from that break free from that in Jesus name then you will have the victory in that what you have been asking God for for so many years and um, so that is just really what I I really was on my heart really strongly this morning so let's pray against these um these are cults and these groups that seem to be nice. They do good works. But let me tell you, the enemy knows exactly how to get you uh, caught up in things that are not of God. Okay, amen. I'd like to just pray this morning before I just bring the word. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you that we remember all that you have done for us. Lord, every day, Lord Jesus, you give us a new day. Every day you have put breath in our lungs. You have given us bread to eat, clothes on our back. Lord, blessings that are, Lord Jesus, not even numbered, Father, because there's so many. And Lord, we are grateful. Lord, I pray that, Lord Jesus, as the word goes forward, that you will hide me behind the cross. Lord, that you will soften our hearts and let our ears be hearing what you want us to hear this day. Lord, I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now this morning, um, I want to uh, really felt to speak on what is in your hand? What is in your hand? You know, God's placed something in each one of our hands that we can be used by God to make our lives more powerful in him and in our future. Now we might have an object like uh, uh, Chantel got a guitar this morning that was used for God this morning to worship. A talent, a gift, or just, just an object. Even our personalities can be used by God. Now the first time that question appeared in the Bible was in Exodus 4 verses 2. When the Lord said to Moses, what is in your hand? And Moses said, it's the shepherd's staff. You know, then God was calling to Moses to go and be used by God to free the Israelites from the Egyptians. They have been slaves for many, many years. And the Israelites have been crying out to God for someone to go and save them from captivity and slavery whilst they were in the land of Egypt. But, you know, Moses was afraid and said, you know, what if they don't believe what I'm saying? What if they believe that I'm just crazy 
and that they're going to laugh at me and, and that it's not going to happen. So Moses asked for a sign of God. He wanted to know how God's power was going to be shown through Moses being obedient to what God had asked Moses to do. And so that's when God asked Moses, what is that in your hand? And Moses said, well, it's a rod. It was a shepherd's rod that was used to, to bring sheep into line when they was going off on their own uh, direction. And God said, that it might be just a rod. You see, this rod was only made of wood. There was nothing specific about this rod in human eyes. But then God put power into that shepherd's staff, into that rod. And God used that piece of wood to demonstrate the power of God. And so Moses started on his journey to, to Egypt. He took his wife and his sons and he had them ride on a donkey and went back to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the staff or the rod in his hands. Moses used the power of God through the rod to make 10, ten uh, plagues in Egypt, to part the Red Sea, and to bring water from a rock. You know, just a piece of wood and the power of that piece of wood brought faith and courage to Moses. That the end of that story is that a whole Israelite nation was taken to the promised land. And I think that's pretty amazing that God can just use a piece of wood and it ends up in a massive, miraculous uh, freedom of a whole nation. Now, it's already this morning, Jan has mentioned the five loaves and two fishes. This was another example of what one small boy had in his hands. You see, crowds of people used to love to go and listen to Jesus talking. And they would sit for hours at a time. And then the disciples said to Jesus, these people are hungry. As we read in, in John 6, verse 5 to 12, we won't read that right now. If you want to take notes, that's great. But Jesus was faced with feeding 5,000 people who had gathered to hear him speak. They needed food and they asked if anyone had any to spare. A small boy had come to hear Jesus with a small pack up of five loaves and two fishes. Now, can you imagine 5,000 people coming and sitting on your lawn in the garden needing to be fed with five loaves and two fishes? Now, we all know that there is no way and, and we, that as hosts would panic of we haven't got enough food what are we going to give them so I can understand a little bit where the disciples were coming from but you know the boy gave his lunch he gave his five loaves and two fishes was enough to feed him but for everyone else it took a miracle but God he prayed over and asked the father in heaven to was he broke and shared the fish and the bread, it fed 5,000 people. But you know something? There were still 12 baskets left over. How can that be? We might think we have a small 
amount to give. Whether it's materialistic, whether it's financial, or whether it's strength in our own selves, we might say we don't have much to give. But you know, when we give all that we have, including ourselves to God, he will make a miraculous future for you, for the glory of God. He will use all that you have in a greater measure that is humanly possible because that's what a kind of God that we serve this morning. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. And another example, we have in 2 Kings 4, verses 1 to 7. I think Chloe, Chloe's going to read that for us. I think she's on another page. Where are you, Chloe? Is Chloe here? Is Chloe here? I'm here. Okay. If you can read 2 Kings 4 verses 1 to 7. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is to come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, Your handmaid has not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow you vessels abroad of all your neighbours, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when you are come in, you shall shut the door upon you and upon your sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and you shall set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your children live off the rest. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah. You know, the widow of, the, of a prophet, obviously her husband had died, there was no money left in the house, and they got into debt, and the son was going to be sold to the, the person she was in debt with to become his slave. But she went to another prophet for help, that she had nothing in her house but a small amount of oil. God blessed that oil and made enough. If you heard in the, in the scriptures, she was told to go and fetch as many vessels as she could so that the oil could be poured into many vessels. Now you think that the oil was already in a vessel and now she's got all these other vessels and all the time she had a vessel and she was believing and pouring. Those vessels were getting full up until there was no more vessels. Not no more oil, no more vessels. And once they said there's no more vessels, then the oil stopped pouring. You see, the thing is that she didn't realise and she didn't quite have enough faith to know that little bit of oil 
was going to free her from the debt and that she could live and move on. But you see, God knew that if she gave what little she had, he was going to make it much more. God works for us. Many a time we look outside ourselves for help. We say we can't do this. We haven't got that. We can't go there. We're not able. But, you know, we can't spend our lives doubting of what's not happening in our lives. We can't doubt God's ability to use that which he has placed within us today. So we've got to just take the little that we feel that we have and let God multiply it, that it will work for us and for the kingdom of God. You know, at every point in, in a person's life, there is a manifestation of his destiny available for him to use for us, to get us to our destiny that he has planned for us. Now, what are you going to be? Is what is going to come out from what you are or what you have? Where is it going to take you? What is your destiny? And you say, well, I don't know because I haven't got anything to take me there. My friends this morning, I want to tell you that you have, whether it's a little or whether it's a lot, whether it's an object, whether it's a gift, whether it's a talent, whether it's just you saying, here I am, Lord, use me, send me. God will take you to your destiny. In 2 Peter 3, 1 verse 3, it says, Because by his power he has given us everything necessary for life and righteousness. We just mustn't despise what we have right now. We need to be grateful and to nurture it with all of our heart. Speak God's, the word of God into what you have and watch God Use it to increase you. In Zechariah 4, verse 10, he says, Do not despise these small beginnings. Now, I just saw a short video yesterday, and you probably saw it. But when I saw it, it was really confirmation for what I want to bring today. And I just want to play it. It's just two or three minutes. Sorry, hold on. Good morning, y'all. Have you ever had somebody send you something that was just too good not to share, but maybe a little too much to type? Well, my dad sent me something the other day, and I thought it was awesome, so I was just going to share it with you. If you take this basketball right here, you put it in my hands, yeah, it's worth about 15 bucks. That's it. But you put that basketball in the hands of LeBron James, it's worth about 30 or 40 million. You take this football right here and put it in my hands. It's worth about, I don't know, 10, 11 dollars, probably. You put it in the hands of Peyton Manning. It's worth about 50, 60 million dollars. Depends on whose hands it is. You take this golf club right here. You put it in my hands. Ah, it might be worth 50 bucks, maybe. You put it in the hands of Tiger Woods, though. 
it's worth 80 million. You see, it depends on whose hands it in. If I have a stick in my hand, a rod in my hand, I might beat away an animal or a wild animal or something trying to come at me. But you put it in the hands of Moses and it part of the Red Sea. You put a slingshot in my hands. It just becomes a kid's toy. You put it in the hands of King David and he slays the giant with it. See, it depends on whose hand is in. And, you know, two fishes and five loaves of bread would feed me with some bread left over. You put it in the hands of Jesus and it feeds thousands. Depends on whose hands that it's in. If I had a couple of nails in my hand right now, I might would build you a birdhouse if you're lucky. Might nail down a piece of wood. But you put them same nails in Jesus' hands and it leads to salvation and eternal life for folks who love him and folks who trust him. You see, it depends on whose hands that it's in. And your worries and your cares and the things that's got you stressed out, if you leave them in your hands, that's all they're ever going to be. But if you put them same worries and cares and your problems in the hands of Christ, he's going to see you through it. He's going to take care of every need that we got. Y'all take care and have a blessed day. But just remember, it depends on whose hands that it's in. Give everything you've got to God and let him handle it for you. Take care. We love y'all. Amen. So we might have desires. We might have aspirations. We might have dreams. And sometimes it causes us to despise what we have. And we hate sometimes our jobs. Sometimes we even hate the house that we live in. We hate the clothes we wear and everything seems to be just wrong. We don't seem to be able to reach that dream, the aspiration that we have. And that we just think we've got stuff that we just don't need. They're no use. But let me today challenge you to see what you've actually got, what God has put into your hands today. And that it will currently get you from where you are today to where God wants to take you in your life. Nothing happens by chance. You're not in a current situation by chance. It's all part of the plan and supposed to work together for your good. But that can only happen if you just stop despising and complaining about what you have and start seeing what God wants to do with all that you have and through you. So how do we turn what we have now into what we need according to the will of God. We simply need to find what God's word says about the things that we have, the situations that we're in. We need to confess the word of God with our mouths over and over again. And by that we are injecting life into, of God into ourselves. You know, God has a plan to use us all. Every one of us as individuals as well as through a church together. You know, God has got unique ways of using us. We are unique. We are an individual. Our DNA is different from everybody else's. And so that's why God has made a plan for us as individuals. And that's why he has given us the plan even before you was in your mother's womb. He had a plan for you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says he has a plan for you. But you know, God has also made us a part of the body of Christ 
which means the church. Now Hannah is going to read from, to us from Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. Good morning, church. Good morning, Hannah. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Thank you, Hannah. And so when we're going to meet each person, we are pretty new in Wellsprings and we've really been enjoying um, spending time with individuals and getting to know you better, for you to get to know us better. And I think you'll all, if you talk together, will recognise one similar question that we ask of you, which is, what is your gift, your talent or your ability? What is it that you believe that God has given you to position you in the body of Christ? For Wellspring Church, or for the lost, for the poor, and for those outside the church? You see, it really does matter what part of the body of Christ you're in. Now, some say we don't need the, the prophets. Some say we don't need the apostles today. That makes me really sad because in the New Testament, it clearly states we do need the five-fold ministry. You know, if we say that we don't no longer need them, we're actually taking out part of the word of God, which is not the best thing to be doing. Some people are worried because they've heard people call themselves one of the fivefold ministries and yet they've got no fruit to show that they are actually one of the parts of those in the fivefold ministry. So we look through their fruits. We need to know who God has anointed for the part of the fivefold ministry. We have to be careful when we are labelling ourselves. But we also have to be careful that we don't despise a prophet, that we don't push aside the fivefold ministry because we don't know enough about it or the tasks that they have to fulfil. We, we shouldn't just push them aside because we don't think they're the right people to be carrying that ministry. We need to know that we have anointed men and women in the church today that can fulfil every part of what the, the church needs today. And I want to say also, whatever your age, however young or however old you are, whether you're male or female, whatever culture you are from, if God has called you to Wellsprings or anywhere else, then God has purpose for you to be there. We are called for the street that we are living in. We're called to the town that we live in. We are called to the nation that we are living in for a purpose 
because there's many out there that don't know about Jesus. They don't know that the power of prayer upon their lives is going to heal their body and it's going to bring restoration to their family. They don't know that unless we tell them, unless we reach out our hands to pray for them. Do you know your purpose? If the answer is no, you know, let us pray together that the Lord shows you. If the answer is yes and you are not positioned right now, also come and talk to us. We will also pray for you and we will see that God positions you in the right place that God has for you. You know, just as Esther Mordecai said, Esther, you was born for such a time as this. And through Esther's obedience, she also was used by God to save a nation of Jews. Now you might think God can't use you to save a nation. How do you know? How do you know what God wants to use you for and what the outcome of your obedience is? I also want to look at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 to 12. It says, there are, there are diversities of gifts, but the same gift, meaning that there's different gifts, but comes from the Holy Spirit from one place. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For no one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit to one another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also in Christ. Now, I really believe as you read that scripture, all of these uh, gifts that are mentioned are not just for inside the church. I really believe that they are also for the marketplace, outside the church, the church without walls. And so if you've got the, the gift of healing, you know, be bold. Go and say to someone, how are you feeling today? And if they say, I'm not feeling good, you just say, can I pray for you? Because I know that Jesus can heal you. And put your hand upon them in an appropriate place and ask Jesus to heal them. If they don't know Jesus, invite them to know Jesus. Because in this life, you cannot survive without Jesus Christ. And outside of this life, you need Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you are not going to have that eternity in heaven. And so these are the gifts that you need to be using in the marketplace, outside your building. Because, you know, God has given it to us 
as a plan and a purpose for others to reach to Jesus. It's a very hard world, but people are crying today. We only need to watch five minutes of the news to hear really sad situations that are happening. But you know, we have that answer. We have the hope that they are looking for because we have Jesus. How amazing is that? That, that the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes and our understanding to the truth. And every one of us, despite our age, despite our agenda, despite our culture, if we know Jesus as our saviour, we have the answer and it's to share it. If we have the, the, the medication that's going to cure cancer tomorrow, we will be telling everyone, right? We will be saying, I know the cure that's going to make cancer go away. You wouldn't keep it to yourself, am I right? Am I right? And it's the same with eternal life. It's the same if you want hope and forgiveness and healing and restoration. I had the, I had the answer. You had the answer. And his name is Jesus. He will save us from our sins. He is the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And so we know that answer. We need to take it to the marketplace. And however we do that, we do it through the gifts that God has given to us. We have many examples. Mickey and, and Chantel, they have a, a music ministry. They have a talent there. They've taken it outside their house. We've got others that are using their home to house foster children. We've got others that leave their house to go into homes to care for people. And they're taking the message and the gospel of Christ. And so it's simple. And yet it's wonderful. And there's nothing more exciting than seeing someone giving their hearts to Jesus. And there's nothing more joyful than praying for the sick and seeing and hearing their testimony of how Jesus has healed them and set them free from their issues and their problems of life. And so however insignificant you feel today, with the power of God in your lives, through what you have, you could be saving a nation too. And it might just be the United Kingdom. Because the United Kingdom needs salvation as much as any other country. And I tell you, I have travelled to many, many countries and I always come back feeling like I'm a missionary to my own country because we are losing what God has given to us because we have refused it. And so if you are here in the UK right now, that's where God wants you to be a missionary, whether you're English or whether you're any other culture. Today is what God wants you to be working into people's lives. The last question I need to ask today, as you have listened to this word, is do you know Jesus as Lord, as your saviour in your life today? You know what? He even has plans for you if you don't have him as your saviour. But he can't empower those plans and those purposes without your acceptance of him into your heart and your life today. 
All we need to do is to say, I'm so sorry for the things that I have done wrong. Please forgive me and come and live in my life. Change me and give me a fresh, clean start with you, Jesus. I want you to be the centre of my life. I want to just put up the prayer that Grandpa put up last week. And I want you to say it in your heart. Sorry, got to find it. Dear God, I need you. I'm humbly calling out to you. I'm tired of doing things my way. Help me to start doing things your way. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Saviour. Fill the emptiness in me with your Holy Spirit and make me whole, Lord. Help me to trust you. Help me to love you. Help me to live for you. Help me to understand your grace and your mercy and your peace. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Chantelle is just going to share a word. I'm just going to pray and then Chantelle is going to sing a song. Let me just pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you talk to us because you love us so much. Lord, that you want us to be, Lord, empowered and anointed by you, that we might, Lord Jesus, have the most powerful and wonderful life that we can have with all that you have given us, oh God. Help us to see what's in our hands, in our homes and in our hearts today, that we might be used of you for the glory of God. Lord, for those that have given their lives to you even this day, there's a party going on in heaven, oh God, the angels are rejoicing. And so, Lord, I just thank you and I pray that you will protect, Lord, each one of us, Father. Look after us, Father, and Lord Jesus, let everything we say and do be glorifying to you. I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.